What's up, everybody? It's your man, Plyrock, and welcome to episode four of Reboot Engage, the number one rated podcast on the Plyrock Nation Entertainment Network, alongside my unbelievable co-host, Preacher Oran. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, God, I'm doing great, Ply. Positivity and positive energy all day, every day. Let's go. Let's go. I love it, dude. I love it. So, man, we had a pretty good week, man. We've been playing this unbelievable game that I never got my hands on a couple years ago. It came out. I never played it on PlayStation 4, but they re-released it on the PC and kind of remastered it, upgraded the graphics and everything else. Uh, Days Gone, um, which is, to my pleasant surprise, I'm actually glad I didn't play it on the PlayStation 4. Because I'm able to experience it and it's uh, PC glory as it's been updated and, and reworked. And boy, is it an unbelievable game, dude. Have you ever played it before or been around it uh, when it first came out? Sorry, been around it. This made me laugh. Yeah, nah, you know, we hung out a few days and got a beer, but uh, I never did get around to playing it. No, I didn't. No? I didn't actually. I don't own a PlayStation, so I, uh, I, I sold my PlayStation before it came out, so I didn't get to enjoy it i've enjoyed it vicariously through your amazing quality gameplay at fb.gg slash plyrock nation yeah man it's plyrock it's it's actually fb.gg forward slash plyrock gamer but if you look up plyrock nation i can't change that little tag but anyway so no it's okay the the game is if you like games like red dead redemption if you like games like grand theft auto i mean it's basically taking what it thought to be the best uh, aspects of those particular games, and it's kind of like a greatest hits mashup of the features and things that would happen in those other open world games. So it doesn't really do much revolutionary in terms of an open world experience, but it does present what it does pretty well, like extremely well. Like the open world itself is beautiful. Um, I didn't think it'd be very interesting to be in an open world in like, you know, upstate Oregon with, you know, the mountains and some trails, but they do a really good job there. Um, and it looks on the PC, it looks in 14, I'm playing it in 1440p enhanced HD and it's running at a cool 65, 70 frames per second on ultra high quality on everything with my NVIDIA RTX 3070. So it, it, it should be played at, you don't need more than 60 frames for this game. It's not Call of Duty. So, but it is intense, man. And, um, the, the audience has responded very well to it. So We've played it four times so far on the show, and we will be playing it again this week coming up here in late May, early June, if this is when you're listening to the podcast, 2020. And it it has really, it's showing us to a new crowd. There's a lot of interactivity, a lot of comments. The concurrent viewership is going up with it, and I'm having a ball with it. So it's it's been great, man. Um, the upsides to it is uh, the story's pretty cool. It's a Sons of Anarchy meets meets um walking dead type experience so you play as a character named deacon saint john uh and he is a biker dude who went through this pandemic something happened killed everybody kind of thing uh these zombies are more like maybe the zombies or creatures from i am legend as opposed to actual normal zombies that you'd see in like the walking dead so they're like really super like disfigured none of them have hair uh they run. They they don't like sunlight very much. They, they hide in caves and stuff. There's less of them out during the day and more of them out at night kind of thing. So it's not quite like... They're zombies. They call them freakers in the game, but they're they're zombies, but they're not really necessarily hungry for human flesh because they eat each other, too. They're more feral. Does that make sense? Like, they're attacking each other. They yeah. piss and shit on themselves. That's one of the ways you track them. Like, they're kind of still alive, but they, so they're not that undead thing. They're, you know, so, and it's a, it's just a, it's a giant open world. Missions pop up all over the place. You got to ride your motorcycle. That's your main transportation in the game. You have to take care of your motorcycle, get to different places on the map, complete different missions, third person view, cover based shooter sometimes. Um, So it just does everything good, you know? it doesn't do anything so far. There's one thing it does exceptionally well, and uh, the other things it does good. Everything it does, it just hits a it hits a double, it hits a triple. Um, there's not a lot of home runs in it, but it's just a solid product. You know what I'm saying? Well, a lot of times that's what makes a really good game, anyway. Is that 
is when just everything is enjoyable all the way through because there's a lot of games that'll have like one or two aspects of it that is exceptional but then there's other aspects that are almost bad yeah so it can counteract it and like you know and sometimes you critics will get so awed by like oh they did something different or they did something this one thing is revolutionary they kind of ignore that when you're actually playing it having one real good thing and a bunch of bad things doesn't make a good game whereas having just a bunch of really good things cannot sometimes make a very good game yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of a recent example of a game that was, did something very well and a lot of other things bad. I can, I can definitely think of a game off the top of my head that reminds me of Days Gone in terms of an open world that does everything good. My, my favorite open world game of all time is Scarface The World Is Yours for PlayStation 2 where it was a GTA knockoff, right? Clearly. It was where you get to play as Tony Montana in a GTA-style game, and it was if Tony had survived the assault on the mansion in the ending of the movie instead of dying, so it continued his story. Mm -hmm. And it did not do anything revolutionary at all, but it did everything well. And obviously it was fun playing as Tony Montana, you know what I mean? But so yeah. it up to this point, that was my favorite open world game of all time, including I I loved Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2, so that is, that's not a knock on any, but still to this day, it was and those are revolutionary, right? The Red Dead Redemption 2 looks so gorgeous. The story was amazing. The open world was the most a live open world I've ever seen uh, was Red Dead Redemption 2, even more so than Grand Theft Auto V. But it, it did some things absolutely wonderful. I wasn't very impressed in the beginning with uh, Red Dead Online, so I kind of, once I beat it, I lost interest in it. But Scarface just did everything well. Everything was well. And that's kind of the same delivery with Days Gone. Like, it looked at what all these other games had done, and it was like, let's just do them all well. And so that's what it did. Um, I'm, om I'm not completed with it. I'm probably about halfway through it after it's a long game, which is cool too. Um, I am about 15 to 16 hours of play into it. So I am comfortable talking about the game. Uh, I have not finished it, so I can't comment on how I thought the story ends up going and how well, um, one of the drawbacks to the game, just to, you know, so that this is a balanced report on this sucker, there's too much talking in it, which is funny to say on a podcast coming from me. Right. But there's too much talking in it. Like Deacon talks all the time so when he's on his motorcycle there are people talking to you constantly it never stops so you're never able to just enjoy the ride and look around at your environment and just be like wow look at like to listen to the zombies listen to the wildlife because there are there are zombie sounds there are nature sounds in the game there are like the 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 weather effects there is thing the water, you know, moving, uh, the the streams and the waterfalls, like everything's great, but nobody ever shuts the fuck up. And don't you guys dare leave a comment saying I never shut the fuck up because I can we'll already say, hear it in would, the comments. You, but uh, that's why I was going. I was like, would would, would you even be able to probably, hear? It? Like, that's that's <laughs> probably why I hate it so much because it's like that one aspect of it because it's hard for me to talk to the chat. Because the game never shuts the fuck up. That's so what I was going to ask if you thought that might be a bit of personal preference and the fact that you play it during stream. So you have to have like, because, you know, I, I have two different uh, types of games that I like to play. Mm -hmm. One is during stream. I like games that have a lot of action and don't have a whole lot of like what you talk about, a lot of dialogue. But if it's my personal life, I love dialogue. Like I used to, it's why I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. It's why my, where my name comes from, like Creature R, and it comes from Final yeah. Fantasy series. But mm -hmm. that's like the whole, you know, shtick of Final Fantasy is they have these beautiful cutscenes and there's a lot of dialogue and this, you know, it's almost like you're playing a movie um, or <laughs> an interactive movie, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think that maybe like preference. Some people may prefer that to just like driving it for five minutes and you know silence or something. But I, I do think for streaming, you're right. It's 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 better to because you don't want to miss something that you need to know for a mission while you're talking to the stream and you know things are blowing up and your alerts are going off and you're having to dance and you know point at this you know do all the streamer stuff. And so I could see that, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you know, and I thought about that when I was, when I was, <laughs> when I was having that critique of it, I thought of that. But really, a lot of the dialogue is also repeated. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. yeah so, like, yeah. every time I got on my motorcycle, there's a character named Copeland uh, who runs one of the main camps. There's main camps in the game, right? And these different camps mm -hmm. you go to, they give you missions. If you build trust within the camp, 
you can buy better weapons, you can upgrade your bike more, you do bounties for them, etc. So there's these different leaders of these different camps. And I just, for example, notice that every time I get on my bike, Copeland gives these political speeches and things like that, where he's talking to his followers about the, the truth of what happened and all this stuff. And it's an optional dialogue, so you have to hold the select button, or what used to be the select button, that's how old I am. You hold the select button down, now it's a couple of fucking weird squares hanging out together. <laughs> And you, you push the button and eventually it it'll it'll like circle through and then stop and then and then Deacon will say, Shut the F up, Copeland, I don't wanna hear you right now. But then the next time you get on your bike it'll start again instantly again. So you, and even if you listen through it and you get back on your bike it'll repeat again. So it's almost like the game doesn't want you to ever have a moment of silence. Right. And it, it and then as soon as he's done talking one of the people from the other camp will check in and go, Hey, Deacon, I got a job for you. Can you come see me? And then Deacon always talks to himself, too. So everywhere he goes, everything he does, he has to say something. So he's always like, Oh, I could use that. Oh, this is great. Oh, great. The sun's out now. Oh, I farted. Just what? He just keeps going. Like, he just yeah. constantly talks to himself. So there's... So there's oh, just sorry, never man. really a moment, like, to breathe. And you would yeah, think would in a giant-ass Yellowstone-looking <laughs> game... You'd be able to breathe. Do you understand? I think another game that that really reminds me, like when you were talking about this, it just struck me, and I think this is part of it's the Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. does that a lot. Like the second you get in the vehicle, you have like 12 different people offering you quests all the time. Your guy's oh. talking to himself the whole time. You got his brain talking. You know, it's just it's nothing but like, and a lot of it isn't even anything you care about or know about or you know, it's just chatter. And I think, uh, and it's again, it's in a big open world yeah. game, and you could possibly like enjoy it. And you have the, I mean, if we're not streaming, you can turn on the in-game music and have, you know, kind of get into the atmosphere of the the game. But mm -hmm. instead, you have just like, there's a guy, he took my credits. I need you to chase him down. You know that that just over and over again, just different people saying it, just and, constant. Uh, yeah, like you know, that, that makes sense. One of the things that Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2 did so well was a lot of times when you were on your horse and you were riding through the open, you know, the open range, no, no bullshit. Maybe some light background mm. music to, to bring out the mood, but you could just enjoy what the uh, video game programmers, what the crew had put together to this beautiful world. And you could hear the wolves howling and you could hear the bears grizzling and everything else. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just was, it, you, it's more immersive. <laughs> the bears are grizzling. Grizzling, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, that one? Yeah, so, like that. you know, you could you could just you could go fishing and just sit there and fish mm -hmm. and you could hear the streams and the fish jump. But in this, there's no break. There's no break. And I'm like, I just want to beat the game. So everybody shuts the fuck up so I could just drive around and hear nothing. Right. Like, that's one of my main things, because I just want to enjoy the world. So I think that's the biggest gripe I have with the game. Other than that, the repeated and too much dialogue. Other than that, uh, I am the story is good. The story is basically The Walking Dead, you know, meets Sun's Anarchy. The, the, it's basically interesting. It's it, it looks great. It plays great. A Deacon, for the most part, he's a little bit clunky once in a while, but for the most part, it controls very well. Uh, the combat is fun. The crafting is, is simple enough where I like it. It's not, you know, one of those crafting games like, uh, you know, the island or whatever the hell else where you got to, like, just build everything from a campfire to a, you know, yeah, a treehouse. There's none yeah. of that. You just craft some simple weapons all the time. You can upgrade and craft maybe a few more weapons, and it's dope. Mm. It's got some light RPG elements to make Deacon stronger, make Deacon faster, make his bike better, you know. So it's 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 RPG light, right? So I like that. So everything about this game is 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 hitting doubles and triples. Except the one home run that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. There's one home run, and I have I've gotten only a taste of it so far. 15 hours into it, but I know it's coming. Do you know what the home run is? If you had to guess, like what is this thing does the absolute best? It's one unique feature. No, it's okay. No, the, the horde. There's a horde coming. Okay, so that's what you're talking. About. Okay, I, I yeah. thought about that, yeah. but I was like, I don't know if that's what he was. Okay, yes, no, I, I I've seen 
that's one of the main things they pushed when the game was yes. first coming out. Yes. It was like showing the horde coming after you. Okay, so on the PlayStation 4, it had a max of about 300 zombies would be this horde. It could uh -huh. hold no more than 300, right? So that was the max if you were fighting these things or something was coming. On right. the PC, they have upped that to over 500 at once. I have not, I have, I have had run-ins with the horde so far slightly as the story's taken me through to this horde situation where they're going to start popping up. I have not mm -hmm. had a full-on incursion excursion yet with the horde, but it's teasing it and it's 15 hours into it. So it's taken like a Jaws. You remember the movie Jaws? You didn't see the shark yeah. for like an hour. It's taking like that Jaws approach to this horde. And I think it works really well. And I know they had to market it to sell the game. But if I had not known about this horde ahead of time and played this game, it would have been mm. that much more uh, impactful when I finally do run into them. Because it's it's bringing you around these corners. Like just for example, last night I played through a mission where I had to go get my buddy Boozer. Light spoiler here, light spoiler. He was drunk and he wandered away. So I had to go find him. Um... And, and bring him back to the camp, right? His name's Poozer. Name like, I was going to say, yeah, like, name yeah. like that, I'm not sure that's a spoiler. He's a big he's a big biker guy. He's your best friend in the game. Deacon and Boozer are like, they're the best buds. De gotcha. Boozer's the only friend that Deacon has, et cetera, et cetera. So he goes to find him, and he and when he finds him, Boozer's drunk, and he's screaming like, you know, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like a like a just a absolute raging maniac. And across this ravine, he wants to take on, there's a horde. So you look over and you and you get your first sense of scale and they start running after you. And then you make your escape in the mission, but you don't take them on yet. But it just gives you right. just enough where you're like, holy shit, I'm going to have to take that on. And then it pulls right. you back and it says, okay, let's get out of here. And so it's been doing that slightly, little by little. You're seeing them from a distance, little by little doing, you know, coming into the game, but I have not taken them on yet. So... I can clearly tell it's building to something big mm -hmm. and it it just ups the ante. It's the one thing that this game does better than, you know, most other games. It kind of feels like remember when we used to play on stream a lot of World War Z? Remember where yes. uh and uh Yes. Yeah. It kind of had that feel to it when you saw all these freakers, quote unquote, they're right. called freakers in the game. And you could tell that something special is going to happen. And this isn't just like in World War Z, you just mow them down, right? You just get your weapons. You guys work together. You mow them all down. Right. You get the hell out of there. You can tell in this one, like, this is not a situation where you're just going to go in guns a blazing. You're going to have to have, there's going to have to be some environmental manipulation, you know, breaking something down, blocking them here, maybe funneling them off a cliff, you know, something where it's not just gonna be run and gun you know which you know me i don't like run and gun anyway i like to sneak around be stealthy <laughs> so and see you know so but that's that looks like it's gonna be the best part of the game so i'm so excited to continue to play that um <laughs> i can't really think honestly of any other real drawbacks to days gone on pc besides right. the dialogue issue if they had toned back the dialogue a little bit i mean i talk to myself a lot i mean obviously you know i talk to everybody i talk to myself a lot i don't oh, talk as much as deacon so. yeah yeah well you i mean you gotta, you gotta keep them all up to date with your happenings and stuff listen if all my personalities came out and watched the show at one time we'd already be facebook partners okay <laughs> I'm not ashamed yeah. of all the other 249 of them in my head. They're unbelievable. Mm -hmm. They're great people. They're great people. All of them, yeah. They're the best. They're the best. So, <laughs> including Grandma Babushka, she's excited to be joining the stream here this yeah. weekend. Um, so, other than that, it, the game uh, retails for $49.99 right now. It just came out on Steam. Um, I know that it's been free on PlayStation, and it's been discounted on PlayStation. So I don't expect it to stay at $50 for very long on, on uh, PC. Uh, however, Sony has been doing an admirable job of taking their exclusive games like Horizon Zero Dawn and Days mm. Gone. And they've been... And uh, I think there were some smaller ones like... Uh, journey and flower and some other ones that they had done and yeah. they're they're porting them to pc and they're releasing them on steam and they're doing an admirable job the days gone is upgraded to a 4k experience if you want it to be with ultra wide support i do not have an ultra wide monitor but you can do that it does not have ray tracing or dlss so the it did not include ray tracing in the game i don't think the game was made with ray tracing in mind so i don't think they were maybe able to the game's Still yeah. looks amazing, but there's no ray tracing in it. So I was wondering like, about DLSS because that's 
that's an Nvidia thing. They'll add it, right? Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say that that would be the one thing I think that would actually be a genuine like wow upgrade because because you're running it at 1440p at 60 frames, so that means 4K would be kind of tough for you to run at a you know at a higher frame rate. But with DLSS, it's very possible. Yes. And so I was thinking like if they're offering 4K, um, you would hope the DLSS down the line so that people can get really good frame rates while also. Uh, running or you could be getting 120 frames with DLS. I mean, it's really that big a difference. It's a yeah. huge difference when you turn that on. I um, will. Yes, I don't. I don't think that's something the developers themselves do. Mm-hmm. I think that's something Nvidia does. Like Nvidia maybe works with the developer and says, "Here, we're adding DL. We can add DLSS to your game now." Like I don't think yeah, that's I was, something that's. You know what I mean? Because they add. I, I think it has to be yeah, but a little bit of both. Because I think they have to add that into the the coding for yeah. it to like catch it or something. So there has to be a little bit of. I, I do agree. It's like a little bit of both parties have to come together to make that work. It's like a backlog. Like I get every week I get, I have an, I have an, uh, the NVIDIA shield in my house. So mm-hmm. every week I get an email from them. I have their like I, I was on their legacy plan. I know they recently upgraded their prices, updated their prices, but I'm on like the $5 a month, play whatever you want GeForce now thing. So they email me every week, the new games coming out and everything. And right. in it, they always say, by the way, we added DLSS to this game, this game, and this game, or this game, this game, and this so it's almost like when like we converted from DVDs to Blu-rays and then movies got a remaster mm-hmm. and then Blu-ray, you know, and then wherever porn went, obviously, is the one that succeeded. But, you know, like it would just go it just keep doing that. Like, it seems like they're adding things to games like Call of Duty didn't have DLSS when it first came out. Right. But then they added yep. it. Um, and so I, c- I could see them doing it with Days Gone. I hope they do only because this and this game deserves a sequel, by the way. I haven't gotten mm-hmm. to the end. I don't know how they end it, but this is a cool world and I want to see more of it and I want to be with these characters more even though I'm halfway through it, so I don't know exactly where it goes. Um, and I would That's love to... That's what I'm to- wondering because when, when Sony made their announcement that they weren't going to... There was like, this is done. We're not doing it. It didn't make enough money. That was before they released it on PC and it has And gotten- PS5, by the way, it to be gotten- fair. Oh, okay. True. Okay. Yeah. But it's gotten some pretty rave reviews on PC. Well, what I'm thinking is, but they're thinking like, okay, if we sell this only on PlayStation first, like they do all their exclusive games, mm-hmm. how much money are we going to make up front? I'm wondering if the after seeing how well it's been received on PC, because I have another friend who's played this, mm-hmm. Demon Stalker, you know him. Yeah. You know, a lot of people know. He also raves about it. He says this is a great, fun game. He loved it. It was you know, I've read almost nothing negative about it from PC people playing this game. Um, so I'm wondering if that might change their official, because their official position was like, nope, this is dead. There's not going to be a, don't worry about it. They're putting that um, that studio on something else. They already gave that studio a different game. Yeah, Ben Studio, I think they're called. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and so I'm wondering if that this resurgence and also the added the the real reason the added profit that they're making now might change their mind they're like okay this this property is now financially beneficial enough for us to focus our resources to make a sequel i hope so man and then the other thing is there's no dlc for it there was no expansions or anything else so they they basically did just it's a big game don't get me wrong i don't know if it necessarily needs dlc right but i mean it there was never anything really ever released for it uh after the fact there's a challenge mode and a new game plus which i haven't played yet which were added later for free but there really was no new like super new content that came into that world or in that game which was kind of surprising to me so i i I would say the critics, this is one of those things where you're not like you see where the critics like love a movie, but an audience hates it or vice versa. This Mm. happens a lot where uh, I always think back to the first Transformers movie and the the first couple of Transformers movies where the critics didn't really like them, but the audience like went nuts for them. Right. It's and then uh, this is one of those games. You go back and read the original reviews of Days Gone and the critics are all, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. You know, like they're whiny bitch selves. That didn't they usually are. New. Didn't do yeah. anything. Didn't yeah, bring yeah, anything yeah. into the genre. Yeah, yeah. Sony didn't take us out to dinner enough, so they're like, they don't really. They didn't. They 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 showed it lukewarm love at best. But every yeah. gamer that I've run into that's played this freaking thing, mm-hmm. I have not had one person come up to me who's played it and said, "Oh, that game sucks." 
or uh, you know i didn't like it I, everybody who has talked to me about it has said i loved it i had a good time with that one man like or mm-hmm. just the community feedback and has been uh, unbelievable new people coming into our show for the past four shows oh my gosh you're playing days gone i'm, I'm on my fifth playthrough who the fuck says that, right? Right. I mean, that's Skyrim level dedication. Skyrim yeah, yeah so I'm on my fifth playthrough. I just bought it on PC because I played it on PS4, and now I want to beat it again over here. Like, these people are like... So there is clearly a chemistry to this game, and things are clicking on enough of a level, and people are loving the characters and the environment enough. This thing has staying power, man. It's like... Uh, some of the shitty movies from the 80s that everybody hated, but later, be- like Big Trouble in Little China, the John Carpenter movie with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Critics didn't like it, didn't make a lot of money, but damn, 20 years later, Mortal Kombat pops out. You know, 10 years later, Mortal Kombat pops out because of it, and then Big Trouble in Little China is like a cult classic favorite hit now. So, right. Kurt Russell's best performance, by the way, to me. So, but it's like, it's like the same thing with this day's gone. Like the critics, eh, Sony, oh, it didn't make enough money, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like snowballing and keeps going. And everybody who gets their hands on it enjoys it, which to me is the whole point of playing video games in the first place. I do want, that's part of what I wonder. I mean, I I think part of what you're saying is true in that I think critics sometimes now expect to be babied a little bit from the companies. But also wonder if it's just the way they play it because they have to write stuff. So they have to just like jam basically it. they have to write, yeah jam through it. Sometimes they write. There's been a lot of critics that have been caught not even finishing games and they're writing their reviews on it. Yeah, but they played ten hours of a thirty hour game and then they write a review on it. It's like you know, how, did did you even get to actually enjoy the game? Did you get into it? Did, did you play it the way normal people play a video game to even be able to give an opinion that would be you know related? That's why I mean most people I see no. I, I'm trying to think of anybody who takes uh, journalism, like game journalism, super seriously anymore. Not anymore, Just because it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so it's so inaccurate and it doesn't relate to what they've been experiencing so often that yeah. I think they just kind of you know. I think it's one just of another the- voice. One of the issues with gaming, the state of gaming journalism, not all of them. There's some good people, you know, mm-hmm. but with most of them, it's not. They don't. A lot of times, you get these articles. They're not really talking about the game. Like they, yeah. a lot of times, they're injecting their personal views. A lot of politics are in it now. I mean, I didn't come to you to read about how you feel about an issue going on in the world. I came to you to read about how this game plays. Like yeah. they're forgetting their purpose. Like if you want to write about those things, you're obviously we're a fr- you're free to explore express yourself and we got to do those things and i love it when people argue with each other about how they feel about issues but do that in a different article and just just uh you know advertise it maybe advertise it that way say look here's my as objective as possible review of this video game all right like i hate racing games but i reviewed this on the basis of based upon previous racing games how do i how does this racing game play right and then from there if the guy in the racing game says or does things that you don't agree with morally or whatever else, write a different article, bro. Put it in the opinion section. Like, mm. so I think, and also too, today, back in the day when I was a kid, we relied on uh, magazines and news articles to know what we should buy. Like, yeah. Nintendo Power wasn't biased at all, power. but yeah, Nintendo Power... Um, there was um, the one that we used to get from GameStop. You buy the GameStop membership. You Game get Informer. Game one. Informer. Yeah, and um, they actually used to be pretty good. They were at like yeah, they still they are. They're okay. They're they're one of the better ones. They yeah, I, they've they've went a little bit the way of game journalism. Yeah, but not as bad as like especially some of the online. I'll call um, them out. IGN, Gamespot. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the uh, games. Yeah, just like it's just too much sometimes. Those. Where yeah. Kotaku or whatever, if I'm even you saying that right, out. like that's fine. They can do what they do, and that's but just advertise it that way. Just be honest. Don't pretend well, yeah, to be I objective. And then, know, okay, does it look good? Does it run good? And are the game mechanics solid? That's what they want to know about. Like, because then once you start getting, a, I mean, I guess you could say it falls under story. Yeah, like, but that's. Even that, it's like, did they tell the story they're trying to tell well? Yeah. Not, did they tell a story that fits with what you hope society becomes later, you know, like in reality? It's I like, can, well, you know. 
I can come up with a good example of this. Just a, just a, the, the division two came out, right? Solid Mm -hmm. game, right? Great. Ubisoft has uh, come a long way. The division one was trash and then they reworked it and it became awesome. The division two solid game of uh, does everything well, looked beautiful. Right. Yeah. And I remember reading the reviews about it. And most of the reviews were uh, slanted politically when they were they were like they would give it a good score a lot of them because they they couldn't deny the quality of the division yeah. two like it was a it was a high quality triple A title when it came out right like you couldn't deny the quality of it but but all the articles I read always had to sneak in you know a bunch of stuff with a well this is a gun nuts dream this is this and they'd always go off on this tangent of how like it, yeah. And I was like, dude, for, it's a first of all, it's a creepy ass game considering we just went through a pandemic. So go back and think about how you felt last March when right. all this stuff really started to snowball in the United States and people were being locked down and everything. Don't tell me you all didn't think about the division. Us gamers were like, oh, what's going on? Maybe Tom Clancy and the crew <laughs> had an yeah. inkling of shit. Which thank thank the thank the Lord it you know we we're coming out of all that stuff but but every article most articles just had to inject their opinion and I don't think when I was playing the Division Two I I was playing it as um, I didn't get those vibes that they were trying to inject into it I I got a different vibe from the game where nobody in the Division Two is really a good guy or a bad guy this thing is just a wild west where society yeah, has fallen down survive. yeah yeah. And so, and it was such a quality title. I mean, that doesn't get into replayability and all those other things, but on the on the initial launch of it, and I think some of that same stuff snuck into Days Gone when it first came out, those opinions and those type of things. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that the gaming community has been very resistant to judging. It's The gaming community as a whole has gotten better at... They, they gaming community picks the winners and losers regardless now of what journalism says like yeah. days it's gone also, well since it's more i would almost say capitalistic in this sense that a few very loud voices do not make the mass stop buying the game so and companies are going to go ahead and go with so if the majority of people enjoy game and they buy it and it makes money that game is going to possibly see a sequel or Receive success regardless if there's a few very loud people who are like, ah, this didn't get included. I didn't, you know, you didn't put my personal exact, you know, existence and beliefs ex- as the main focus of this game, you know, because there's some people that that's how they approach games is they want it to be their game. They think all games should be made. Well, then go make your own fucking game. Exactly. It's like go to know, college so and program and do it yourself, <laughs> and then you'll so see if anybody know, yeah. buys it. I think I think video games still are somewhat. That's why it's resistant is because it actually does still favor the majority of people just want to enjoy a fun experience and takes the story as a broad setting in which they can engage rather than you know demanding you know a very specific uh, setting and it, you know there's a lot of we're seeing that happen in real life where, you know, a few small loud voices sometimes can cause trouble, even though in reality, and then they, they echo louder than they actually are. Yeah. Their actual impact. No, I get it. I get it. Just, you know, companies need to be careful to, they got to find the balance and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I understand it's not easy. This is not an argument where we don't want everybody to be represented or whatever. The argument right, is right. that if everybody's truly going to be represented or whatever, make games for everybody, man. Everybody pick your own. Right? Like like Holly like yeah. Hollywood used to be, right? So, you know, it's just make your own and enjoy. Like uh, you know, there are games that I won't play like uh I'm not a big fan of racing games. I do them once in a while. I just don't like the genre. I don't I mean, you know, Mario Kart's fun once in a while, playing Sonic with you was fun, like things like that. Yeah. I played a little Need for Speed once on the stream. We had some yeah, fun we, with we it. Dabbled with that, yeah. Yeah, but I don't I don't go out of my way if a new racing game is coming out. I'm not like, oh, man, here we go. Uh. And then I don't I don't shit all over people who like racing games. Like, I'm just like, right. and That's so it's not you. So you don't play it. But then you, you still I don't like sports games either. Yeah. 
You know, I'm not yeah, really a yeah. sports game guy. So because I think that sports games are a roster update every year, right? So I don't want to spend 60 bucks generally on a sports game. And if I do, it's once every four or five years because there's enough updates and, and upgrades in the game to make me feel <laughs> exactly. like it's worth yeah. it. But, yeah. you know, like with Madden 21, they were using stadiums from like Madden 19 and they were still mm-hmm. in the game. Like they didn't even take out the stickers. Like it still said Madden 19 on the on the stadiums. Same, you know, I'm like, no, I'm good, bro. I'm that's, not. That's getting late. That's starting, yeah. That's lazy. Come on. I'm not. I mean, I, I also tend to now enjoy the the independent gems. I've had a newfound serious super respect for the smaller development teams who are trying to be noticed on Steam, on the PlayStation Store, and these other places where they make... Because I play a lot of horror games, right? So these are a lot of small one-person, two-person, five-person teams that put their heart and their soul and their artistic passion into some of these games. And even though they don't yeah. play as well as a AAA title or maybe look as well as a AAA title, the passion seeps through the computer screen to me. And I can feel the emotion. that and Like, there was a game called uh, Terminator Resistance that came out last year by a very small studio out of Poland. They, they ended up nailing the Terminator uh, contract, which was crazy. And they, their previous work was Rambo the Video Game. Now, for nobody who knows, Rambo the Video Game is the fucking worst PlayStation 3 game of all time. Right? If you go, critics, audiences, every, it's trash. It's absolute trash. It's a rail shooter. It sucks. So the only other game they had ever made was this Rambo video game, right? They put their heart and their soul into this Terminator Resistance game, and it seeps through. Like, I was so happy for them and so proud of the work they had done and so thankful that they had made a true sequel to Terminator 2, all the other yeah. movies don't count, that they had told a story and and built a world. And I, I thanked them and I tweeted them. They tweeted me back. Like, I played it. I loved it. It played like a PlayStation 3 shooter. It, was, it felt older, but you could just feel the reverence and the love for yeah. the property and for the truth of the characters to pay true to the to the world and to the characters coming out. I was so happy with it, dude. So happy with it. But speaking about the truth coming out, man, we, we got to get to the bottom of this bad boy. Mr. Always getting suspended, always being in Facebook jail. So you have been in Facebook jail now for two, uh, two weeks. Three. And uh, three, okay. You're still in yeah. Facebook jail? Oh, yeah. Here How long are you in Facebook jail for, first of we all? We are there for 30 days. I've never had, by the way, you're supposed to have like a warning. Yeah. Then a one week. Then you go to 30 days. They just took me straight to 30 days. I've never had a one week. I've never even had a warning. I've never even had a like, do this again, you'll get suspended. Um, what happened? And this it's your fault. <clears throat> um, it's my fault. <laughs> I, I, under my personal, under my personal page, like my David Littleford, not my preacher, or my my private set to friends only page, um, I commented on one of your streams where you were you were playing a game, and during that game, I think to either um, advance in the level, or maybe it was to like cause something to fall on one of the boss characters. If I remember correctly, that might have been what it was. Resident but Evil Two had, Revelations. I had to shoot the pillars. It that, and you had to shoot the pillars, and mm-hmm. so I typed in the chat. This is literally the entirety of what I I, I typed. Shoot the pillars, and that is uh, Facebook flagged that as I guess I don't know violent. I have no idea, but they restricted my personal account completely and then that since that's connected to my streamer account they blocked my ability to go live at all or to advertise or to do anything other than just post like basic posts um on for 30 days i got basically banned from streaming on facebook because that's I, crazy on, yeah and it's nuts like just giving advice to a fellow streamer friend trying to help them get through a a, a level uh it got and i there i didn't, couldn't even find a place where i could um i mean there's always the do you think we did a good job here and you can say no and then they don't care but there was no place for me to even like say uh, explain myself or to no appeal uh, no appeal process no appeal process and well and i wonder if that was because i didn't they didn't even send me the message or a warning or anything until after three weeks was up um it, it may have been Two and a half. I can't remember exactly when, but it was after a, a, a period before it started showing up on my end that I could even find because we tried looking forever to figure out exactly why, and we never could find the actual reason why something had been um, uh, why I'd gotten banned. And so finally, I, f- I found it under the, my personal profile, and it, it gave me the the actual quote that I finally found it. And so yeah, 
I was like, this might be one of the dumbest. And it's it's frustrating because, I mean, you've had some issues with this with some other platforms, but their algorithms are just kind of, they've got to quit using algorithms. Because whatever, or they need to really hone in those algorithms somehow because, like, they're too broad right now. They just, I mean, if you can, because imagine if I, let's say I wasn't necessarily Stone Mountain big. Let's say I was three to $4,000 a month big, right? Mm-hmm. And I do that. And then they bet. Because that's big enough that a lot of people are like, okay, I'll quit. I'll, I'll do this full time now. I will, because it's close enough that I, if I really focus on this, I think I can get it up to the next level. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine if they completely cut off my sole source of income because of something that is not even bad. I mean, there's no rational person would think what I typed into your chat is harmful in any way. Um, and so I don't know. I, I I wonder if there's not a way that they can adjust the algorithms for the, maybe the Facebook gaming side, <laughs> because a lot of their I mean a lot of video games involve shooting something, even if it's you know I mean, it's like it's hard to take the word shoot out of like the lexicon for people watching a stream to yeah. engage the streamer. You know it's like how do you <laughs> that's you can't have something on your platform that is a core functionality for most games or at least a lot of games I should say. Mm-hmm. And then have you talking about that mechanic in the chat be a bannable offense. Yeah, there has to be, so. there has to be, I mean, to, obviously they can't catch every post and every comment that they're trying to catch for real world violence or real world yes. racism or whatever they're trying to do. So if they, if that's not possible, they make enough fucking money. They need to put in place a real appeals process that can happen mm-hmm. pretty damn fast. And a real There's human real being who can yeah. quickly assess the situation and make a quick decision, a fair decision. So if they got to hire people, they got to hire people. I don't know. Raise the rates on your ads one penny or whatever, but figure it out you can't do this because that that will kill your platform faster Mm -hmm. than anything else is people will argue morality all day long right so they'll argue whether this should be allowed or that should be allowed based upon politics and all that shit but if people are just generally having talking about the game and having a good time like you were in this particular case and you're getting whacked and not just for the streamer experience but the viewer experience as well because Mm -hmm. we've had viewers tell us uh, this thing this thing happens to them all the time um um, you're going to kill your platform. So, oh, yeah. well, I mean, that's and, and, and there the will be aspect. competitors. Yeah, like, there are competitors. Gonna, mm-hmm. So there are other websites and there are other uh, platforms on their way up that are putting that are learning the mistakes of Facebook and Twitch and these other guys. And they are building systems that they think we don't know yet. They're untested, but they think are better than what's currently available. And I would I would always revert back to the MySpace example where MySpace had the world by storm Mm -hmm. and here comes Zuck and Facebook. Right. So they they know in the back of their mind, Amazon too. Amazon talking shit, doing whatever day I want right now. But you know what? Yeah. Eventually, now that Jeff is leaving, the the business will not be the same. So the next CEO is going to take it in a different direction up or down. Then the next CEO is going to take it in a different direction up or down. And eventually the internet and everything else, it's like a giant horde from days gone. It will move in a different direction and do something else. So they really need to, especially for you, your income that you said that you're talking about an income for streamers out there. Number one, diversify, diversify diversify do not put all your eggs in one basket unless you have a guaranteed contract from somebody that's getting paid no matter what diversify your audience if that means restreaming on different platforms do that if that means having a youtube channel that's successful you know if you have a good youtube channel get on rumble too. see what's going on on rumble do not do and you rumble is adding features and doing everything they can to be a little more maybe let's call it first amendment friendly and they are working towards competing with youtube be in these other places keep your ears to the ground and have revenue streams coming in from different sources because if we're gonna get banned or you're gonna get banned for saying something as simple as shoot the pillars which i was actually in a boss fight and i had to shoot the pillars to bring them down to kill this boss then everybody's at risk at all times and these corporations do not do not care if they cut if they don't care about cutting dr disrespect if that's not a lesson for everybody and we still don't know the real reason why they did it because doc pretends he doesn't know or doesn't pretend i shouldn't say pretend doc claims he doesn't know twitch won't 
leak or say anything about it. If they're willing to cut the one of their biggest money makers on Twitch, if Twitch and Amazon are willing to just do that, what do you, do you think they honestly care about Ply and the Preacher Oran or anybody else? Yeah. They don't. Yeah. So, and that's, I, I'm not knocking them for not caring. I understand that part of it. Like, it's, a, it's all a numbers game. It's all business. But you got to have some semblance of fairness and you got to have some semblance of play by the rules. But the rules need to be defined in order to play and grow. And they also and, need to be realistic. That, well, that, yeah. Because like, you, could, you could define the rules and then just be so absurd that nobody wants to use platform either. So, you know, you, they have to be within the realm of, uh, you know, like, well, I'll give another example because I kind of think they're funny and, and, and entertaining. Um, our mod, Jessica. Um, she one time and she got a this is when she got a one week ban for this um, I was playing Call of Duty with a the guy's streamer name was a fat monkey that's his streamer name my other mod Veronica our combined mod also uh, Veronica asked who is Preacher Oren playing this game with because she heard somebody else in the chat Jessica replied to that Preacher is playing with a fat monkey and she got the ban because they said she was uh, calling somebody a name and she appealed it and they upheld the appeal like they have upheld the, the, the ruling which is ridiculous it's like what, what, what is a, what is a viewer supposed to do if they can't if somebody asks who's he play with uh, A the other streamer would like their name mentioned so that's as a streamer you would like someone to mention your name sure uh, and it's not a you know i don't know it's just they have to whatever the rules set is it has to be within the realm of realistic possible it can't be so sensitive that even not clearly no one with a rational thought would look at that and think that was a hurtful comment an offensive comment or any other form of comment you know and and to uh punish a lot of our viewers and and mods and everything else for for doing anything like they have to really think about what they're how they're going about it because that's that's very that's super harmful when you're removing mods active viewers people who you know are really engaging the channel so sure. as a streamer you don't want your best viewers who are actually you don't want people afraid to talk and to chat and to, you know because they're going to get banned and and as a streamer you want to feel some level of security in that you can stream without you know or that you can communicate with other streamers without getting your stream banned so yeah, yeah that's why it's, i it's say absurd. that's why i say and I, I guarantee that a human set of eyes did not lay eyes on that no, example at all that you just mentioned which is the other problem but the the solution for now to that issue is for the streamer or entertainer or content creator to diversify mm -hmm. their portfolio so yep. one of the reasons I, I don't make a lot of money on twitch right so i'm not really 100 focused on twitch i have it over there as a restream product one of the reasons i have it over there for everybody listening that's an exit ramp for anybody yeah. who did get in trouble on facebook who loves the show and is a good fan some people prefer the experience too that's fine Twitch is, is a, a, honestly a, a, a more well-oiled machine in terms of presenting the stream. So that's just another room to go hang out in at the same party, man. That's what that is. What I had to do. For my viewers and for my mods and everybody else, just in case they say shoot the pillars and they come down for 30 days, that's there so they can still be part of the Plyrock Nation, not miss anything, still hang out with their friends, because Facebook right now is so sensitive to all sorts of happy horse shit. And YouTube as well. We're also live on YouTube as well. So, um, you know, that's just... That's to protect my brand. Because I don't want to lose the best people. The people who chat all the time. The people who are engaged. The people who tell me about their day. The people who are emotionally invested in watching this channel and our channels grow into something bigger than, you know, than what they are right now. That's protection for all of us. Yeah. That that when the algorithm on one of these sites does dink us down a little bit, you know, that we do not lose out on that person. That we can offer them an alternative to make sure they can continue to be part of the community and vice versa. If I get whacked for saying something absolutely benign, like you did, I'm I think benign is the right word there. Yeah. Benign. Like you did. Right. So that's, that's I'm there too. So I have a presence too. So I can say like what you had to do. Why don't you tell us what you had to do? Well, that's what I was going to say. I, Go ahead. That's, I'm glad I was going to say my, the real world example is that you did kind of convince me to, I was only on Facebook for a while. And you convinced me, hey, go over to Twitch. Diversity, you want multiple places. And I actually had to focus on Twitch a little bit to get it built up enough that it at least could, you know, be a solid second. And it was my secondary channel for a while. And what I've ended up having to do is just move every everything. That's my main channel now. 
is on Twitch and mm-hmm. twitch.tv slash preacher Warren. Um, and so, like you said, most of the core people have went over and not everybody, you know, there's a lot of people who they kind of get stuck in a, a that, that's their platform. It's just easy. They're already on Facebook and I get that, but you know, it did help to at least somewhat alleviate and, and keep the pro the, 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 the program going, you know, yeah. like we didn't have to completely start from scratch. We kind of had something moving over there. Um, you know, I probably need to do what you're doing and also get my YouTube up and running for streams and stuff, but uh, it works. I mean, that, that's what I've had to do. And now, I mean, Facebook's basically lost me as it being my primary just because of this. I'm like, it can, you know, who knows what the next time I say something accidental on one of your streams, because I will keep talking in your streams. I'm not going to let them, you know, yeah. shut me up. You're not going to so, bully. They're not going to bully people into exactly. being quiet. So Facebook will be my secondary once it comes back in another week. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll still have it because you might as well give it as an option. But mm-hmm. Twitch is my main focus. Twitch is my main home now. And, and it's where I this because I'm, I have to, you know. It's yeah, a, it's a, and it worked. It worked. It did. It did. I mean, it's obviously not as good as when you know I was going full speed and had both of them chugging along. Because anytime you switch a platform, it does you'll lose eighty percent of your audience, yeah. dude. Like you lose yeah. a chunk. Yeah, but uh, it's it's better than just being caught, you know, with my pants down and no other option. Sure. And then you know, it's a how can you ever trust that particular system again mm-hmm. after what it did to you you'll never be able to trust it again fully right yeah. so you have to take precautions for your brand you have to take precautions for your community to make sure that you're not scrubbed from the uh from the the internet just because yeah. of one asinine uh reaction to a comment from an algorithm that's just not fair so um i it's think also it's what's important that our our viewers also like when we're like we do we both do this a lot hey we're on tiktok we're on youtube we're on, please go subscribe go follow us on because you don't know when your favorite content creator like fly rock or preacher uh may have something i mean this is this came out of nowhere this wasn't like you know i was yeah. pushing the boundaries like hitman and really trying to you know yeah. see what i can get away you know i was really benign and so yeah it's, it's important that you follow your your favorite content creators on multiple platforms that they're putting stuff out on so if you need to shift over you can also do that yeah absolutely and you know with that being said in order to follow us you can find preacher or where are you preacher give us your links right now as we wind right. this one down well, go we ahead twitch so we got twitch.tv slash preacher or yeah. Uh, I will eventually be back as a secondary channel on Facebook. So fb.gg slash Preacher Warren. I've got uh, my YouTube, which, you know, the link is a lot of numbers right now because I'm not, I don't have my, uh, I'm not like Ply. I'm not a big boy yet. I don't have my <laughs> name. But it's, you can, if you if you type in Preacher Orin and look for uh, channels, you'll yeah. find I'm the only one. I'll pop up right at the top. Okay. Um, every, everything's Preacher Orin. Twi- Twitter, at Preacher Orin. Instagram, at Preacher Orin. TikTok, Preacher Orin. You know, just my name. Stick with it. You can find me. Perfect. And you can find us at Ply Rock Nation across all platforms. Uh, we will be now providing our YouTube. This is the big news of the week, and this is my number one call to action for all the listeners out there this week. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Come hang out with us on YouTube. We will have yeah. new videos going out every day, pretty much every day this week. We've got a lot of great content. I play a lot of games on YouTube that I do not stream during the live show, and we have montages and everything else going on over there. Professionally edited by Squad Trek. Shout out to Squad Trek, the newest member of the Ply Rock Nation team. He is my full-time YouTube content manager. I've hired my first official quote-unquote employee for the Ply Rock Nation as this continues to grow. He handles everything over there. He's a he's a beautiful artistic editor. I'm do- dropping him the footage, and he's making wonderful, wonderful videos for everybody. So that's the number one call to action this week for everybody. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a comment below because it really helps me. It really helps Preacher Aron. We want to be able to deliver these for you each and every week. On We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Play. If I don't even know. if You know what? I got to check and see because I keep saying that. I don't know if Google Play is still around, but we are on iTunes. We are on Google Play. We are on Amazon Music now officially. Pandora, iHeart. We are on Pandora and iHeart and those other ones. It does take a little bit longer for the uh, podcast to show up over there. But we are everywhere. You can take us with you wherever you go, and that's what we want you to do because we want to be able to do this, guys, for you full time. Believe in the dream. Don't chase your dreams. Build them. I'm Ply Rock. That's Preacher Oren. This is Reboot Engage. We will see you on the next show. (laughs) 